The Gospel of Christmas Day, Part 4 Throughout the octave of Christmas, we will look at the parts of the Gospel for Christmas Day in sequence. Today's exposition will focus on the words, A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What was said in the passages that we have looked at refers to the divinity of Christ. He came to us in the form of man, but man in such sense that the Godhead was concealed within him. And therefore there was sent before him a great man to declare by his witness that Christ was more than man. And who was this? He was a man, not an angel as many have held. The evangelist here refutes such a notion. And how could he declare the truth concerning God unless he was sent from God? After this, esteem nothing that he says as human, for he speaks not his own words, but the words of him who sent him. And therefore the prophet Malachi, in Malachi 3, calls him a messenger, saying, I am sending my messenger. For it is the excellence of a messenger to say nothing of his own. But the expression was sent does not mean his entrance into life, but to his office. As Isaiah was sent on his commission, not from any place out of the world, but from where he saw the Lord, sitting upon his high and lofty throne. In like manner, John was sent from the desert to baptize. For he says, the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit, come down and remain. He is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. What was he called? He was named John, that is, the grace of God, or one in whom is grace, who by his testimony first made known to the world the grace of the New Testament, that is, Christ. Or John may be taken to mean, to whom it is given, because through the grace of God, to him it was given, not only to herald, but also to baptize the King of Kings. Why did he come? He came for testimony, to testify to the light. Some try to undo the testimonies of the prophets to Christ by saying that the Son of God had no need of such witnesses, the wholesome words which he uttered and his miraculous acts being sufficient to produce belief, just as Moses deserved belief for his speech and goodness and wanted no previous witnesses. To this we may reply that where there are a number of reasons to make people believe, persons are often impressed by one kind of proof and not by another. And God, who for the sake of all men became man, can give them many reasons for belief in him. And with respect to the doctrine of the incarnation, it is certain that some have been forced by the prophetical writings into an admiration of Christ, by the fact of so many prophets having, before his advent, fixed the place of his nativity and by other proofs of the same kind. It is to be remembered, too, that though the display of miraculous powers might stimulate the faith of those who lived in the same age with Christ, 
they might, in the lapse of time, fail to do so, as some of them might even get to be regarded as fables. Prophecy and miracles together are more convincing than simply past miracles by themselves. We must recollect, too, that men receive honor themselves from the witness which they bear to God. He deprives the prophetical choir of immeasurable honor, whoever denies that it was their office to bear witness to Christ. John, when he comes to bear witness to the light, follows in the train of those who went before him, not because the light wanted testimony, but for the reason which John himself gives, namely, that all might believe through him. For as he put on flesh to save all men from death, so he sent before himself a human preacher, that the sound of a voice like their own might more readily draw men to him. He says not that all might believe in him, for as it says in Jeremiah 17, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, but that all might believe through him, that is, by his testimony believe in the light. Though some, however, might not believe, he is not accountable for them. When a man shuts himself up in a dark room, so as to receive no light from the sun's rays, he is the cause of the deprivation, not the sun. In like manner John was sent, that all men might believe, but if no such result followed, he is not the cause of the failure. Inasmuch, however, as with us, the one who witnesses is commonly a more important and more trustworthy person than the one to whom he bears witness, to do away with any such notion in the present case, the evangelist proceeds, he was not the light, but came to testify to the light. If this were not his intention, in repeating the words, to testify to the light, the addition would be superfluous, and rather a verbal repetition than the explanation of a truth. But it will be said that we do not allow John or any of the saints to be, or ever to have been, light. The difference is this. If we call any of the saints light, we put light without the article. So if asked whether John is light without the article, you may allow without hesitation that he is. If with the article, you do not allow it. For he is not the true original light, but is only called light on account of his partaking of the light, which comes from the true light. What light is it to which John bears witness? He shows himself, saying, the true light. Or thus, Having said above that John had come and was sent to testify to the light, lest anyone from the recent coming of the witness should infer the same of him who is witness to, the evangelist takes us back to that existence which is beyond all beginning, saying the true light. Why is there added true? Because man enlightened is called light, but the true light is that which enlightens. For our eyes are called lights, and yet, without a lamp at night, or the sun by day, these lights are open to no purpose. And so he adds, which enlightens everyone. But if everyone, then also John himself. Christ himself then enlightened the person by whom he wished himself to be pointed out. And just as we may often, from the reflection of the sun's rays on some object, know the sun to be risen, though we cannot look at the sun itself, as even feeble eyes can look at an illuminated wall or some object of that kind. Even so, those to whom Christ came, being too weak to behold him, he threw his rays upon John. John confessed the illumination, and so the illuminator himself was discovered. It is said, was coming into the world. Had man not departed from him, he would not have to be enlightened, 
but therefore is he to be here enlightened, because he departed from there, when he might have been enlightened. Let the Manichaean blush, who pronounces us the creatures of a dark and malignant creator, for we would never be enlightened were we not the children of the true light. Where are those two who deny Christ to be true God? We see here that he is called true light. But if he enlightens everyone, how is it that so many have gone on without light? For all have not known the worship of Christ. The answer is, he only enlightens every man so far as pertains to him. If men shut their eyes and will not receive the rays of this light, their darkness arises not from the fault of the light, but from their own wickedness, inasmuch as they voluntarily deprive themselves of the gift of grace. For grace is poured out upon all, and they who will not enjoy the gift may impute it to their own blindness. Or the words, enlightens everyone, may be understood to mean not that there is no one who is not enlightened, but that no one is enlightened except by him, including both natural and divine wisdom. For as no one can exist of himself, so no one can be wise of himself. Or thus, we must not understand the words, enlightens everyone, who was coming into the world, of the growth from hidden seeds to organized bodies, but of the entrance into the invisible world by the spiritual regeneration and grace, which is given in baptism. Those then the true light enlightens, who come into the world of goodness, not those who rush into the world of sin. Or thus, the intellect which is given in us for our direction, and which is called natural reason, is said here to be a light given to us by God. But some, by the ill use of their reason, have darkened themselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.